self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are back for another episode of Conversation Con Artists. First, I want to let you know some stuff. I want to let you know about the website again and again. I'm going to keep letting <laughs> you know. I'm going to keep telling you about the website. But if you want to check out our latest episode, if you want to check out the links to the videos or the stories that we're talking about. Also, you have an opportunity on there to leave us some mail, question, feedback, anything of that regard. Then um, conversationconartist.com. On social media, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E. R underscore on underscore point. And you can find me at red underscore calamity. Also, I would like to remind everybody that we are still looking to add the listener letter portion of the show. And in order to do that, y'all got to send letters. So if you have a question uh, that you would like to see featured on the show that will be answered by us, of course, you can either leave it on the website or you can send it to us directly through our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists with an S at gmail.com. And we would love to answer your questions. And I would like to remind everybody again that we actually, our daytime jobs are working as therapists. So this ain't just going to be some bullshit ass answer. I mean, it's going to be some bullshit in it, but it will be based upon, you know, education and experience and all of that jazz. So send us your questions. The bullshit in it will be intentional. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to be because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, so send us your questions and let's get into the show. How you doing, Mr. Report? I'm good. How you doing, Red? I'm great because I got off work early today because... <laughs> You know, Birmingham before didn't pay attention to a, a, war, a winter warning, and so everybody was stuck on the side of the road. So now, the slightest hint of snow, they shut shit down. And everybody always complaining, but listen, I am always down for getting off work early. So <laughs> I was ecstatic to hear that we were closing at one o'clock today. I was like, yes. Did you okay. go buy some bread and milk um, and clear the aisles? If the power water. goes out, what the fuck is go- milk is going to spoil? But I don't think the I would necessarily go out. I think you just can't leave. But what? Why milk? I don't really. I'm lactose intolerant, oh, so I yeah. drink special milk. I drink lactate. <laughs> it tastes like milk. Don't it do does that. Does not taste you like have, milk. Have you ever had lactate? I'm not talking about soy. The soy. It's not soy milk. It's milk without lactose. I have not. It's delicious. It tastes just like milk. I know it don't taste you like don't milk. You know you have I know it don't taste like milk. <laughs> I got does. advanced, sophisticated taste buds. My you taste buds seek out imposters daily. Next time you're at my house, I'm going to pour you a glass of lactate. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. It tastes like milk. It is milk. It is milk. It just doesn't have lactose in it. And the, the like the expiration date, I, I get a bottle, uh, a carton that lasts like two months or some shit. I guess lactose is what makes milk spoil quickly. It's amazing. It tastes good. You gotta, you gotta try lactose. If y'all, if anybody out there is lactose intolerant and you've been trying that soy milk and shit, cause it's not good. Lactate is a very good milk alternative because it's milk. milk is thick. It is, and it's just not good. Like I didn't try original. I didn't try vanilla. Like it's just. Not good. I fucking hate it. I do. I can't stand it. But, yeah, I don't get milk and bread and all of that shit. I do have groceries in my house in case I, you know. I'm going to try that lactate. Anyway. I'm going to try that lactate. My taste buds ain't going to be here for it. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you don't know. 
<laughs> just letting you know, my taste was they it seek out small minute differences in deliciousness. We'll see. I guess we will. <laughs> but we are going to start today with the unnatural selection portion of the show. And I wanted to begin talking about Jane Hubert and her petty saltiness. Janet. Janet. Why do I want to call her Jane? <laughs> Janet Hubert. And her comments about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and the Oscars and them talking about boycotting it and all of that shit. If you have not seen the video of her rant, it is hilarious. I would say go and, and check that out and watch it. Basically, she is saying that they full of shit for saying to boycott the Oscars. And she said that the only reason that they're doing that is because Will was not nominated for his role in concussion where he plays a nigerian doctor with a really terrible nigerian accent like and that's not me just saying that like actual nigerians have been like that was the worst nigerian accent they've ever heard in life um but yeah so but here's the problem it's not necessarily that i disagree with her more so that she just petty and angry. If you don't know, Jay, Janet, why do I keep wanting to call her Jane? <laughs> Janet Hubert was Aunt Viv number one on Dark Fresh Skin Prince. Aunt Viv. Dark Skin Aunt Viv, the good one. I liked her better. I just did. On Fresh she was Prince. mean and aggressive. But she, I didn't like the other one, was too passive. Like they went too far in the other direction well, with the new one. Because they didn't want the same issue again. You can't go to a third Aunt Viv. It's true. It's, <laughs> They're like, we need to get somebody who don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right with that role not talking and who we don't have any episodes based around her because they didn't have no they, episodes no because she based was so bland her. she was boring that's why who would want to watch an episode based on her boring ass but well i mean she would written to be boring like if they would have gave her a role like if she would have been a prominent lawyer like yeah. the other one and if she would have been in a dance studio getting her little dance on like they could have made but that they wasn't what too, her role was real yeah, for they went too far in the other direction with her but Janet Hubert got fired. De- if, depending on who you listen to, her huh, Wilson, there were reasons for her getting fired. But she was fired, and they brought in what is her name? Light skin, not like, it, Her name is not. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Did her name it, is light skin, not real. Um, uh, I can't think of her name. But they brought in a new lady, and ever since then, Janet has not had it for Will Smith at all. So. Part of her rant is simply because she's still salty. And this is like years. And Fresh Prince been off the air for a long time. And she's still pissed about 20 this. years? Yeah, something like that. She's still like mad. She's very angry about this still. So she had a problem with them saying to boycott the Oscars. because she And she also was saying that they have a production company and they don't hire black people. They hire, they, well, they hire, they hire their like friends and relatives and they don't give people a chance and all of that shit so man first off i don't think her argument was founded on enough evidence personally if she's asserting that the reason that she called for a boycott was because will smith didn't get nominated well that means he would have had to been nominated for his whole career yeah to me yeah like if he didn't get nominated if this is the first year he didn't get nominated and then she calls for a boycott that's one thing but i think it's been other years where he's had movies sure that, that he didn't get nominated for roles and yeah. so to me it that's not enough of a reason yeah to have that argument if you just picking this year yeah to do it out of all the years that he hadn't been nominated yeah it would seem like she's fed up with it at this point well, the last the last oscar that was this white was in 1998 
you know, that's a long time ago. It was. And so maybe we were under the impression that it was getting better, it was getting better, and then boom, this happened. Yeah. You know, and so maybe it, I just think it's a lot of variables that could have put Jada at the at the spotlight of saying that. Furthermore, nothing Jada said involved Will Smith. No. Everybody else just connected that. They just made yeah. the assumption that that she was speaking on Will Smith's behalf or she was angry because Will Smith didn't get nominated. nominated. Yeah. That's that's just something that people connected on their own. Yeah. She might very well this just might be her issue. You know, that she feels is an issue. Yeah. Will Smith might not even knew she was gonna say that. <laughs> Will Smith might be like, damn it, Jada. <laughs> you gonna know you gonna put me in the middle of this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. and then when you talk about their production company, look. If a person was uninformed yesterday and all the practices and everything that they did yesterday was based on that lack of information, when you become informed tomorrow, you have an opportunity to change all of those things. So she talks about the production company not doing all of this stuff in the past. Well, she just brought awareness to this issue today. And it may be that it's come to her own awareness at this point in time and so i think the measure is going to be what we see them do from here on out yeah the measure is going to be will their production company change from here on out yeah. you know what i'm saying will they boycott the oscars indiscriminately for people who have gotten nominated and who haven't gotten nominated yeah you know i don't know but i just think it's not fair to say that janet hubert is more right then she is petty <laughs> because a lot of her stuff is just founded on assumptions and implications and connecting dots that might not necessarily have to be connected. Oh, she petty as shit. There's no question about that. <laughs> she, I just feel like she she drunk she drunk some glasses of wine. Yeah, and she got on her little camera phone. Yeah, and she just said okay because she made a little comment at the end talking about some the only Oscar I'm concerned with is my Oscar Maya Wiener, my hot dog. Did you see that part? She said that at the end. I was like, she drunk. Yeah, she probably was. She's drunk. She probably was. Yeah. I mean, she, it's no secret that she has had nothing kind or charitable to say about the Smiths ever since she got, like, since she got uh, fired. Like, what has she even done since then? Mm, but she blames him for that too. She, she says that he got her blackballed from the industry. Like, she blames him for the fact that her career went nowhere after that. Because she really hasn't been in anything since Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But she says that that's Will Smith's fault. She said that he had her blackballed. And that's why she hasn't been able to work. And that's part of why she's still petty and salty. I think the aggressiveness with which she, you know, relayed this message. Mm -hmm. It probably just reinforced to me (laughs) the reasons that they say she got fired back then. She was just too assertive, too aggressive. On the scene, her and Will Smith didn't get along. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was a young teenage going into his early 20s actor. And she's a grown person. Like You're going to have conflict with somebody that's, you know, thrust into the limelight in that situation. I mean, nobody else has come out other than her to say that he was this terrible tyrant of a part like nobody else that was on the show has had bad i mean him and carlton the guy that plays carlton still like uh, do little appearances together same thing with ashley like they yeah still tatiana ali they still you know but you ain't no carlton name though still don't know i'm <laughs> alfonso ribeiro alfonso i know his Rivera. name <laughs> I couldn't think of that, but I can think of Tatiana Ali. I don't know. But, yeah, so... (laughs) 
I don't know, but she petty as shit. She is absolutely a hundred percent. Um, a lot of this whole Oscar stuff has like gotten everybody to wanting to express their opinion about it, which leads us into my next story. Which is clueless ass Stacey Dash and her comments <laughs> regarding race and Black History Month and BET and all of this bullshit. Let me just say, to begin with, that this is not the first time Stacey Dash has said something stupid. She continuously, I mean, she's on fucking Fox News. She has to say stupid stuff. You can't be on Fox News and not say dumb ass shit. It's just not possible. They pay her to do that. They pay her to Fox do that. Fox News got like seven black people <laughs> that come on to their shows and they don't like black people. And they're and all black coons. Stuff. They're all coons. Everybody that they have come on there. She is. <sighs> so basically, her thing is, if if we want, you know, to not be segregated, then we don't need BET. We don't need um, the NAACP Image Awards. We don't need Black History Month because those things separate us. Right. We should just all be Americans and we should all we should just, you know, view history as history. We shouldn't need a black history month. And here's what this stupid heifer does not realize. The whole reason why Black History Month is a thing is because the history all the whole rest of the year and all of the history books is white history. Like that's all you learn. And even now, if you look at the history books of the that what the kids are learning now, Say slavery gets like a little paragraph. It's like a little blip, right? It's something that we don't really want to focus on, don't really want to talk about. The whole reason why we needed Black History Month in the first fucking place is because we were not being acknowledged. Because we are not considered to be Americans. Like it, The same reason that we needed BET. Exactly. Because there were no stations that would pick up black shows. There were no stations that would allow those black shows to exist. Black shows got turned down left and right. Mm -hmm. So a station was established that could house these black shows that other places weren't given a chance. And it's very well that a lot of black shows pitched, just like any show, were just terrible shows and terrible pitches. But when there are absolutely no shows, you know, that you got to assume that some have been pitched that were good that we just can't put this black TV show exactly. on. And so an entire station was made for that. So it's not, it's been lack of inclusion that has forced the hand of these different things. And it's not just there's Univision for Latino Americans. Uh, I was going to call it Telemundo, but that is not, it's Univision. <laughs> so it's not even just African Americans that have done this, but her dumbass. I just. Well, I think people like her get mad because when you look at other cultures, African American, the African American culture, we are the ones that are angry. Yeah. We're the ones that are saying, well, boycott. We're the ones that are saying, well, we need this, you know? And. And so I think that's where the aggression towards the African American community come from, even though other cultures got the same stuff, you know? But. You got to recognize that other cultures have a different history in this country. Yeah. Our history is different. Our history is rooted in a very strong hatred and slavery and just uh, uh, psychological warfare in oppressing the group. So, I mean, 
when you talk about other cultures having that same thing, they're not willing to be as vocal about it as we are. Yeah. They're not willing to be as aggressive and assertive about, you know, finding a position in this country as they are because we help build this country. Yeah. Like, physically. African Americans help build this country physically. Yeah. You know, where, where it was plowing, where it was, because, you know, slavery mm-hmm. was really just a, it was terrible practice, but in the big picture, it was an economical you know, economical move that gave the South a lot of money. Yeah. You know, to build and to do whatever they were going to do. So, I don't know. It just, it's just difficult to hear somebody like Stacey Dash saying stuff like that. Your whole career is built on, like, the only movie that I can think of that she has been in that was not considered, like, black was clueless like literally everything else that she has done she shit she was on BET like BET shaded the shit out of her because well like can we get our check back then because she was on the game which is a black show on BET she also was in Kanye West music video for All Falls Down like you're not the most of the things that you're known for doing it's cause butts like it's not. She been a number of black magazines. Number king, a number of black magazines. Yeah. So like for you to now say, oh, we don't need these things, bitch. Okay. And when I saw that she said all of these things, I thought automatically to the all falls down video because she was a video girl in that video, and she embodies the lyrics of that song specifically. I have them right here. Cause that was like the first thing that came to my mind when I saw her say that. Um, but the prettiest people, the prettiest people do the ugliest things for the roads to riches and diamonds rings. We shine because they hate us, floss because they the greatest. We trying to buy back our forty acres, and for that paper, look how low we'll stoop. Even if you in a bend, you still a nigga in a coop. She is one of us. You are what? Like if you think for a second that those people at Fox look at you as any different than they look at the rest of us you are insane they are using you you are a pawn that's about it though at the end of the day you are still black because what she does not realize is you're trying to say oh if i show them that i am different using logic racism is not fucking logical hating somebody because of based solely on what they look like and applying characteristics to them based on that it's not logical so you are not going to be able to show them that you're different from the rest of them yeah. and you're going to be treated that's not how that works like that's just not how that works she's yeah. an idiot and i mean if your idea of appropriate being an american is basically assimilating into the other culture and completely disavowing and letting go of your own then that's just irrational mm-hmm. like we we already don't have the prerequisite to blend in. We have brown skin. Like Germans, Italians, Irish, Scottish. Over history, they have been treated very poorly in this country, along with a lot of other cultures. Yeah. But they had a prerequisite to blend in to America that we don't have. We're always going to be able to be looked at and be singled out and isolated as African Americans have been in this country. And if you think just pretending that we're all Americans from your perspective is going to make somebody else on the other side look at you and just assume that you're an American instead of a black American, you're just really fooling yourself. Basically. I mean... Nothing good is going to come from that from you. You're going to set yourself up for a situation that you're not prepared to be in. Yeah. I, 
I just every time I see a black Republican, I just want to like, why? But why? <laughs> what? I mean, what? I think why? I think people end up being black Republicans because of financial financial purposes more so than anything. Now, when I find a black Republican that's Republican at the you know policy <laughs> level, yeah, uh, outside of financial reasons, mm-hmm. that's when I start making questions. But you know, financially. You know, it's going to benefit you if you, you know, in business. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of got to be if you a wealthy black person, then is being a Republican really benefits you. Yeah. Voting Republican really benefits you, you know, so I see that. But she just she embodies that whole you can be very beautiful on the outside and ugly as shit on the inside. She dumb as a bag of rocks like. I just don't understand. Like she annoys me so bad. Like I mean, Whoopi Goldberg and talked about it on the View. Roland Martin roasted her up on News One. Hell, her own cousin Dame Dash and Dame Dash just said some stupid shit himself. <laughs> but even he was like his cousin out here cooning because she is yeah. like your own family cannot even take up for you because when you say shit that's so bad that your own family can't stand with you without looking stupid, it's bad. Yeah. Like. It's really, really bad. She's an idiot. Like, I just... I mean, I just... If she don't, like... She say we all American. If she don't think that Fox News is sitting around a round table saying, what black person can we get here to say something <laughs> negative about black people? Because, you know... And they have people that come on Fox do this because they can't say it. Yeah. You know, if a white person said there should be no BET, there should be no Black History Month, oh, Fox News gets set on fire. Exactly. So they get somebody... <laughs> <laughs> so they get somebody black to say these things. It's another woman on Fox News. She said that, you know, Democrats are the reason that black people are poor and black people are this and that. It's like <laughs> okay. the, uh, the person who get closest to saying that stuff is Bill O'Reilly, but he can't say it the way that black people can say it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the out, the outcry is going to be big. And Fox News knows that. And they choose you because of your culture to say these things. You're so a pawn. You can't sit here and pawn. tell us in front of them that we need to be like them when on their side they choosing you because of what you are. And it's not like them. You yep. know what I'm saying? I mean, you can do that, but it just make you stupid. And that is exactly <laughs> what she is. 100%. Um, every time I see her name now, I just know some stupid shit coming after it. Like, her name for me has become synonymous with her saying something stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm done with her at this point. She's there. She's not going to be able to redeem herself in my eyes at this point. I'm very unforgiving. I know you are extremely forgiving. I, just, I mean, I just ain't, I've been impartial to Stacey Dash since the first time I saw her. I just don't care about Stacey Dash <laughs> at all. Never have. Nothing she do really registers. I just don't care. Yeah. It'd be different if somebody that I, I value say something crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't think of anybody. It's some people out there who I value that have said something crazy and I'd be like, it just hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But Stacey Dash, I don't really even care what Stacey Dash do or say. Yeah. You know? Well, let's just stick with stupidity because I think that's the running theme for the theme. My, seb- my segment this week. 
So I'm going to have to break this down because I know you don't watch Love and Hip Hop, so you're not going to know what I am Never talking will. about. Do you know who Peter Guns is? I know who Peter Guns is. Right. He came out with that song. Uptown Baby Uptown Baby Yeah The one and only His son Corey Gunn Supposedly I think he was supposed To be with Young Money He he did like a verse On one of Wayne's songs And then ain't nobody Heard shit from him since I don't know what's going on With that But So Peter Guns Was with a woman Named Tara For years I'm talking about like 10 years They Mm -hmm. got like two kids Together some shit Okay The very first season that he was on love and hip-hop they introduced us to his what we thought was his side piece and her name is amina come to find out that amina is not his side piece she is his wife so what tower was unable to accomplish in 10 years of in a relationship with this man amina was able to accomplish within like a year's time they were married and tara didn't know about it so he's not married to tara he's not married he was never married to tara he was just with her and cheating on her and he got with Amina and less than a year after getting with Amina he married her so Tara is thinking that Amina is his side piece and Amina is actually his wife and Tara is the side piece so now currently Amina has had a baby with with him and Peter has got like nine kids or some shit Amina had a baby with him they still married now he's still fucking with Tara because Tara's an idiot she know that she's a side piece. Like, she's aware of this, and it don't matter to her, apparently. She's worse than a side piece. <laughs> she's somebody who thought they were the main piece <laughs> that she discovered she was the side piece. That's worse than the side piece. And continuing to be. Uh, so, this week, she announced, or I think it was on the show. I don't really watch the show, so... I think it was on the episode and so then she because you know they're they're bound by they can't say anything about what's going to happen they have to keep quiet so after it aired on the show then she became vocal about it this heifer is like eight months pregnant with his child Tara is again like you got pregnant by this man who married his what you thought was his side piece after less than a year and let, left you out here with these two kids. Like, and you think that you've accomplished something. Like, she proud of this shit. Like, she think that she, like, making Amina look stupid. Or, like, like she's hurting Amina. Like, you look like an idiot. Like, what? You had his a third child by this man who's married to somebody else. He is married to this woman. Why? Why would you do that? What the fuck kind of sense does that make? don't make sense at all like so and apparently again i don't watch i'm not really watching the show i think amina got pregnant again but she had an abortion because she didn't want to she's still with him but she didn't want to have another child with him i don't really know anyhow she supposedly had an abortion but tara decided to keep her baby because he's still fucking both of them and they know about each other and both of them are still staying there with him both of y'all. They ladies. both still live in. They live in the same place. They live in the same building. Building. Yes. They live in the same building. They live in an apartment. Yes. In New York. He ain't got enough money to afford a house. It's Peter Gunn. What money? From what? From one song and from being on love. I mean, I'm talking about a mansion. Hell, my mama can afford a house. <laughs> <laughs> like he need to go to the hood. Especially in New York. They live in New York, so yeah. it, it's a little more expensive up there. But hell no, 
be the guys that got no house money. No. No, he don't. They all live in the same apartment building. He got a apartment with Amina. And so here's the thing. Now, I did watch this episode. The reason that he lived in this apartment building first with his wife, who is Amina, and their child. And then he said, you know what? It's, I, I need to be in my son's lives. And it's difficult for me because I'm so busy doing whatever the fuck it is he does. <laughs> I'm so busy that I it takes so much effort for me to like go visit them at Tara's place that it would just be better if Tara and the boys moved in the building too. So then I could just go down the hall to see my kids. That was the reasoning for Tara moving into this building. I don't get it. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the most. <sighs> I don't get it. So these women that's they the should thing. all just live together might as well just live in the same that's apartment what the fuck y'all doing anyway like y'all sharing this man you know that you're sharing him y'all might as well get on your sister wife shit and just do that the main reason that this man is doing this and that he can continue to get away with it is because both of them women are enabling him to understand that he can have all of this stuff he can have everything he can have sex with these women. He can have them live in the same building. He can see all his kids at the same time because they allow him to do all of this stuff. Yes. Anybody who you allow to do whatever they want to do, they're going to do whatever they want to do. People going to take shit as far as you allow them to take it. So he saw how far y'all were willing to go to be with him. And guess what? He is rise. He raised that bar every day. Oh, okay. You willing to stick around even though I married a mean and I didn't marry you? Okay. Well, move in my building too. Okay. I'll do that. What she should have done was she should have announced that she had a bounty on his damn head. This <laughs> <laughs> is five hundred thousand out for you, partner. <laughs> that would have made more sense than like it's, this shit. You finna have a third baby by this man who's married to somebody else, and he married them after you was with him for ten years. But here's another thing. Apparently, when Tara met him, he was dating somebody else. And the way you get somebody is the way you will fucking lose them. So if you think you special, you get with somebody who got a girl and you think you just so special, you took him from his girl, I promise you, you will be reliving this later on down the road. Absolutely, 100%. So she got him from somebody else. And now Amina took him off her hands. And now both of y'all sitting around looking stupid. And it's Peter Guns. Like, if you're going to do this shit and be stupid over a dude, Peter Guns? Like, people don't even know who the fuck he is. Like, if it wasn't for loving Hip Hop, nobody would even remember who this dude is. Because he literally had that one song in the 90s and shit. Most of y'all before Love and, he got on Love and Hip Hop, just like you do with most of the people on Love and Hip Hop, be like, why are you on Love and Hip Hop? He had music? Like, what'd he do? Nobody knew who he was. Like, odds are, if it was another person that was messing with Tara, she'd allow him to do the same thing yeah, if it oh, weren't yeah. Peter Guns. Yeah. And furthermore, it's women in the hood that's letting this happen oh, all day, every yeah. day. So, I mean, <laughs> Peter Guns is a step up from hood rats, at least. Is he though? I don't know. I don't know how much money he got. <laughs> they might be taking care of him. Let me tell you something. I love hip hop. Is obviously we know it's scripted. And obviously we know it's fake. But even the sets don't make sense because the episode that I did see when Tara moved in the building, she ain't got no furniture in this apartment. 
Like they were sleeping on a mattress on the motherfucking floor. So I just think he broke his shit. And I think Love and Hip Hop, like they set up these little sets for him. But I just imagine he actually in actuality lives in like a studio, you know, in Harlem or some shit. Like I just <laughs> don't imagine that he has a lot going on other than Love and Hip Hop. Um, I just have. I don't know. They could just they could just all be in a relationship. They all I mean, all it's in like a she think that it's like the women think it's a game of chess or something. Like everybody well when in reality they playing like checkers. Yeah. You know, not chess, but like I guess she thought that her pregnancy announcement was checkmate type situation. He going to still be fucking both of y'all. You know why? Cuz both of y'all are gonna still allowed because y'all so busy trying to one up each other. Y'all not even paying attention to him no more at this point. Like at this point it's about winning I've got to beat her I got to win him so I'm going to do whatever the hell that takes to do that and so at this point it's all about them one up in each other you not Amina ain't going nowhere Tara not going nowhere they might as well all just get a nice home together and again do that sister wife shit because that's basically what y'all doing anyway y'all are sharing a penis and that's just how it's going to be like it's that's what it is Get you a nice, affordable home in the hood. <laughs> something that you can afford, you know, cozy. That you well, not keep. too cozy because they, what, at this point, it's three adults. Right now, it's three adults and three kids, and they about to add another kid in there. So, you know, you know, you don't need something big enough to house y'all and all of these children. And he has other kids that come to visit because, like I said, he got a total of, like, nine. And that is not an exaggeration. He has a lot of kids. A lot of rappers and stuff got a lot of kids, don't they? I guess so. A lot of them. But again, it's just... Okay. (laughs) Not that it makes it okay or understandable like Lil Wayne. Like, that's not any better necessarily. But it's Peter Guns. (laughs) Like, y'all are laying up with Peter Guns and getting knocked up. Like, are you serious? Like, at least with Wayne, maybe she trying to get some notoriety. Maybe she trying to get... He has money. What does Peter... He ain't got no fame. He ain't got no money. What are you getting out of this? Like, I just don't understand. He light-skinned. He ain't even attractive, even for a (laughs) light-skinned dude. Peter Gunn looks like... I'm I'm telling you, he has nothing. (laughs) There is nothing there. But I will stay on this all day, so let me move on to my last stupid-ass story. Because, again, my theme... For this segment this week has just been stupidity. Meek Mills is in the news again for starting beef again. He released, I don't know if it was a mixtape or an album. I don't listen to Meek Mills because he screams at me and I don't like to be yelled at. So I don't know if it was a mixtape or an actual album, but he released something, a body of music that had a song on there where he was dissing 50 Cent. And if you know anything about 50 Cent, is that he is petty as shit. He lives for people to say some shit to him so he can get on social media and be petty and make memes and just destroy your life. Like, he is one of the most petty men that I think we have going right now. Like, it's terrible. So, Meek wasn't ready. And there are a million hilarious memes that are out there right now. I'm sure they all didn't see Videos. Videos, like... I just, what is wrong with me? Like, sit down somewhere. Like, you, Drake is nominated 
for a Grammy for a diss song he did about you. You may help this man win a Grammy. Sit down. You you not good at this. You are not good at beef. Sit down and please stop. Please stop because it never works out in his favor. Back to Back is nominated for an award. Are you serious? That's ridiculous. Like, you suck at this. Stop, please. Sit down somewhere and stop throwing all of this stuff. At 50 Cent, just. He was bad. One of the things, one of his responses was like, just get Nikki pregnant because your career is over. So you need to just go and get Nikki pregnant so you can keep them funds coming in. 50 is petty as shit. Like, is. Meek don't know how to choose his battles wisely. Oh. He been choosing the battles with all the wrong people. Just terrible, over and over and, and over again. You think being a battle rapper, he be prepared to roast somebody? He ain't done it yet since he started this. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just for me, it's questioning everything he has accomplished. <laughs> like, who is this dude? Who is this dude? Like, Nicki must be stopping him or something like that. I don't know if. You know how I I kind of look at this. You remember the story of Samson and Delilah? How yeah. Delilah Samson was good, he was great, he was strong. Till Delilah came around, cut his hair off, and then he was all fucked up after that. Yeah. I feel like maybe Nikki is his Delilah because ever since they got together, he has been losing in these streets like bad. So maybe she sap she sapped his his battle powers when they got together. Maybe maybe he don't need to be with nobody. Maybe his singleness was what was his power. It wasn't his hair, it was his singleness. And now he ain't single no more. He just can't he can't cut it. Cause ever since they got together, he just been my advice to Meek Mills is stay with Nikki forever. <laughs> Whatever it is you're doing in that relationship, for her to still stay with you after getting roasted by like three different people, oh, stay in that relationship. <laughs> I don't care if your career got to be over, if you don't diss nobody no more, if you get rid of your Instagram, your Twitter, <laughs> your Facebook, your every single account, stay in that relationship. She been through, she done a lot of stand for you, man. Like, you she need really to stay in that relationship with her. I don't care what else you lose. <laughs> Look, take a five, ten year hiatus. Let everybody forget about this stuff. Come back with a vengeance. Spend that time writing. Spend that time conditioning yourself to not respond to people because you don't do it well. And stay in that relationship. Come back out in the future. We'll forget. And you might be able to be successful at some point in the future. If you keep going down this road, you're going to lose your girl. You're going to lose your career. And you're going to think about, you know, suicide. You asking this man to take a knee, essentially. You telling him to take a knee. <laughs> well, I mean, taking a knee when you win in the game is, you know, admirable. <laughs> He's not winning the game. He's absolutely you know what not. I'm saying? He's losing. But, yeah. you know. If you end up with Nicki Minaj, as far as a lot of people are concerned, you can win a championship, bro. Yeah, that's true. He might just need to take that advice because he is most definitely losing horribly. <laughs> like, I saw that as soon as I saw the title of this story I, and I saw 50 Cent, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Because 50 is like... 50 is ruthless. Whew, he is. He don't give a shit. He will go after everything you hold dear. He don't care. I just feel like 50 Cent, he'll go to your childhood neighbors. He will. He'll go find out all the dirt about you. He'll pay you. He'll pay everybody. Just give me something about Meek. Give me all of it. he go to his teachers. Everywhere. Like 50 Cent is not going to come up empty-handed. Hell no. 
in a battle with you. Let me give, I mean, let me, give me let me get some advice for y'all. If if there is potential for you to get into it with Fifty Cent, <laughs> do not. Okay, <laughs> it's that simple. Fifty Cent is not the one to come for. No, don't come for Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent got to send for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> don't don't send, don't come for Fifty Cent because he ain't here for it. All right, at all. That is sound advice. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me on this. Cause he ain't here for it. Like he is the king of petty. You not gonna out petty him. You just not. It's not gonna happen. He practiced. He. I just feel like he be up in the middle of the night on Twitter, just hoping for somebody to say some fly shit. Just praying that somebody says something fly so that he can like test out these petty powers. Like he wishes for these things. Stop giving him ammunition, Mink. Just take a knee. You do. You yeah. just at this point, just take a knee. You it's do. okay. You ain't got it. You ain't ready for fifty. Hell no. Mo- I have most of us are not ready for fifty. I'm not finna say shit about fifty cent. I can become famous tomorrow <laughs> and see that him out in the street. I'm just gonna be like, Sup fifty, how you doing? <laughs> What's going on? I'm not even finna start no beef with this man because I don't need him drink drag um dragging up my whole life and all of my dirt out the closet. I'm good. I'm golden. We're good. No, no thanks. No thanks. But that is all I have for Unnatural Selection this week. Again, the theme just seemed to be stupid shit. Like, just a whole bunch of stupidity this week. All right. Deliberate nonsense. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All my stories are pretty, pretty serious stuff. That's how it usually is. Yeah. You know, I got the... <laughs> more serious side of what's going on in this stupid place <laughs> um well one of them we're gonna make fun i'm gonna make fun of i mean i'll make fun of a lot of this yeah, stuff but so i mean i ain't gonna make fun of a lot of it. but uh the first one is about the one is about flint michigan that's nothing funny about yeah, that, that is nothing. so if y'all don't know what's going on in flint michigan they're having a water crisis now flint michigan ain't the only place in america that's having a water crisis yeah. but the crisis that they're having is that the children are getting lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the reason water this, looked like gold. Yeah, the water it looked like pea water. Like it's, it's just, disgusting. It looked like yeah, exactly. It looked like they living in a third world country. Yeah. Like seriously. And so lead poisoning, it don't affect adults very much. Children are very susceptible to lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and when you look at history, like they used to make cars with lead, like toy cars with lead. Yeah. And, you know, children will chew on them and they'll come up with lead poisoning. Yep. So they've taken a lot of effort to, you know, stop using lead and things mm-hmm. that can cause them poisoning. Well, a lot of different shortcuts made by the county or the city or the state or whoever made the decision, um, when they changed the water system over, they didn't treat it for that and so the pipes just rusted off into the whole water supply and so now in flint everybody has to drink bottled water in order to drink any water i mean they can't even use it to like bait wash that like it's that bad like it looks terrible like it looks like they it don't even look like america that's the thing like you telling me that i can be living somewhere in america and have this kind of an issue like that is ridiculous and my problem with the whole situation is everybody sit here trying to play a blame game. Everybody's trying to blame, you know, this governor, that governor, this state, this this city, this party, Republican, Democrat. You know what? What's the solution? Exactly. Fucking Where's fix the it. solution? Like, let's get some solution. It don't matter. Like, there's plenty of fingers to point 
at the end of the day yeah. after all these after the water is fixed because while y'all sitting around trying to figure out who to blame people are still getting sick people are still having to spend money buying bottled water and this is not a, a place where people have tons of money so at this point right now who to blame is not what's important what's important is fixing it mm. and I ain't heard nothing about what the plan is for fixing the problem and this is my frustration when it comes to governments, politics. You got a whole bunch of people at the top that are supposed to represent everybody, but they can only see as far as their problems go. They have to pretend. They have to act as if they can understand the problems that people in poverty experience. And so when they make decisions, they don't make decisions for what can potentially harm the people on the bottom. Yeah. And, you know. The odds. So now I don't know if this was a city decision to cut these corners, or if this job was privatized to a corporation yeah. that made this decision. Either way, it's problematic. Yeah. Because if the government is shortcutting this situation, and this is the result, you fail the people. If this is a corporation that shortcut it, this really just reinforces the idea that corporations should not be responsible enough that they don't need federal oversight, that yeah. they don't need a government telling them what to do. So on either end, this is what happens in our this is what happens in our society. Mm -hmm. You get either uh, bogus corporate corporations or bogus politics. Yeah, and the only people that suffer in any of those cases are the poor people. You know, it's the same thing with the insurance debate. It's the same thing with all these different debates and these arguments. It don't affect you if you're wealthy or if you're a politician because if you're a politician, you get a good old congressional health care package. Mm -hmm. You know, you really don't care about the health care of everybody else. So the decisions don't really reflect anybody because you're covered. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing as to where what kind of decision do we need to make about this water? I don't know. We need to save some money. You're covered because yep. the area that you live in don't the have water fine. issues. Yeah. But Flint, kids are getting lead poisoning. Yep. And, you know, how are we going to resolve this problem? Not whose fault is it? It's somebody's fault and somebody need to take accountability for it. But let's resolve the problem first. Let's get the water to a state where it's able to be consumed, used. You know, people can shower in it. Yeah. You know, because. It's ridiculous. that it. And if you go and look at, like, the videos and the pictures of, like, what this water looks like, it just is astounding. At the level, like the fact that this could have been allowed to happen is just amazing. Like, it's really, really sad. I mean, look at the population breakdown of Flint, Michigan. Yeah. You know, predominantly African American city. This is happening everywhere. Like, I don't see how people don't understand the idea of white privilege and things as to where there's just some neighborhoods that you're not going to live in because you're white and you're most likely to live in because you're black mm -hmm. and when you look at these neighborhoods and these cities and see things like this going on like how can you believe that everybody has a fair chance of success in america how can you believe that like these kids if they survive through lead poisoning almost died from lead poisoning because of their circumstance because they were african-american in this particular city that nobody in the political spectrum seemed to really give a damn about yeah you know so i mean i don't know you just have to be we have to be more intentional in our awareness of the situations that's going on in country and who it affect predominantly. You know, we're not talking about it happening to everybody because clearly it's white people in that city that probably got sick from lead poisoning too. Yeah. We're not talking about who all it happens to. We're talking about the predominant group that it affects. Mm -hmm. And in most of the instances, in most of these shit situations that go on in America, 
the group that's predominantly affected are African American. Yep. And that's not coincidence. You know, I would say it's it started by design and now it's being subconsciously, culturally subconsciously maintained yeah. by a group. And people don't believe that it exists like that, but it does. But anyway, the next thing I'm gonna go to is this militia group in Oregon. So the militia group I guess the whole point of the militia group is that they don't like that the government has federal grounds in which they allow animals to graze. They don't like that. They want land. They want to say, hey, this is our land. We're going to put our animals on it, and that's what we're going to do. That was the whole thing with Clive and Bundy back in the day. He had his animals grazing on what was announced as federal land, mm-hmm. and they had a big standoff. Well, I think right now the militia group is taking that to a higher level. And they've gone to try to aggressively take over these lands. And that's what the militia is for. Yeah. Um, but the governor now of Oregon is calling for the federal government to do something because them taking over this area is, has costed uh, $500,000 in taxpayer money Damn. at this point. Because they pay them money to maintain these grounds and operate these grounds. But the money that they bring in from people, you know, using these grounds themselves has been shut off. Oh, yeah. You know? And so... I don't know, man. We already talked about the idea that, you know, if this was a group of black people coming to take over what? something, which has happened in the past, yeah. where black people come in and, you know, try to assert their Occupy. situation yeah. and explosions, gunshots, Hell people die. Yeah. But you got this situation where this group says it's not fair for the federal government to take over this land and claim it as their own. Well, they're coming in and taking over this land and yep. claiming it as their own. And so the hypocrisy that lies within that whole concept really invalidates their message to me. Like what you're saying don't make sense because you're doing what you're saying is not fair. Not fair. Yeah. You know? And furthermore, above that, we live in a system that is governed by rules. It is dictated by rules. If you want to there are places that I'm sure that the regulations aren't as rigid Mm -hmm. as the ones in that state. Yep. You need to what they tell us that we need to do when we won't change, you need to vote. <laughs> yep. Vote for the local politics. And then when the local politics get well enough, then there'll be a senator and there'll be, you know, and then there'll be a representative and then there'll be a governor and then they'll be able to make those changes. Like, But that doesn't apply to them, though. See, <coughs> That's the thing. That doesn't apply to them. They just gonna do what they want to do. Basically. You know, so to me, we have an existing system of rules. You got to get it however it comes in that you know not only that but a second militia group came in uninvited unannounced and tried to do the same thing like (laughs) so within this group that's saying hey the federal government shouldn't be taking over this land we gonna take over and we gonna hand it off to the county because what they trying to do is they trying to hand it off to the county you know but another militia group came in trying to do the same thing and they got aggression like that that completely continues to invalidate the message that they're trying to send. Yep. Like, there is no one entity that can tell anybody what to do anything with. They think they're coming in saying something, and there's 20 more militia groups around that think differently about the same thing. And so the federal government exists as some form of consistent oversight for the situation. Yeah. You know? And even if you do take over it so nobody comes to it and then say that you're handing it off to the county... On paper, that still belongs to the federal government. Yep. So I don't know what they think they're doing. But furthermore, 
if they allow this to happen, how many more militia groups is going to pop up around a bunch of different oh, um, animal God. refuges around a the country? A whole lot. It's, it's going to happen. Absolutely. So, them allowing this to happen now is just setting the precedent for this to have uh, turn into something in which people are going to have to react to because every militia group ain't going to be peaceful. No. Every militia group ain't going to be just, you know, sitting there waiting for, you know, something to happen. So It's a shame. It's ridiculous what we have happen going on. Okay. The next thing I got is... Let me see what I'm going to talk about next. Sarah Palin. This bitch. Sarah Palin. She's endorsing Donald Trump. Who's surprised? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, who... This is the same woman who says she could see Russia from her backyard. So, like, whatever. Like, what does... What does the Sarah Palin endorsement do for Donald Trump? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fact that she thinks that her endorsement means shit to anybody <laughs> is hilarious to me. Like, Sarah, girl, self-awareness called. And, like, they haven't talked to you in a really long time. Like, you need to get up with self-awareness because you really think people give a shit that you endorse him? Like, you're a joke. You're a joke. You and your family. It's like the it's like the two people in the class that nobody ever talked to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they they support each other. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody okay. cares. You support the other person. All right, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. But her announcement, like, but the fact that they both believe that it means something. <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly, Sarah Palin got some people that support her. And that is still that is one of the saddest things. <laughs> like, I mean, clearly they are mentally mentally compromised <laughs> at least. <laughs> I don't want to say mentally ill. They because are I don't want to I don't want to offend the mentally ill. No, you that right. are fame. I apologize. <laughs> you you know, are absolutely I'll, right. They are mentally compromised some kind yes. of way. Like I'm convinced I would be more likely to believe that they were taken to <laughs> and a, a part in Alaska, brainwashed, <laughs> and then brought back into the general population, and now they're trying to, you know, brainwash the people around them. Like that's what I would believe that. I believe that before they consciously, before I believe they consciously just want to, you know, Sarah Palin and, and people who seen because it's a it's a porn parody of Sarah Palin called Nailing Palin. <laughs> I mean, fans of that flick might, you know, <laughs> so inappropriate <laughs> and so funny. <laughs> it's look okay, <sighs> small inappropriate sidebar. There is a whole genre of XXX parody. Seriously, Batman, Avengers, Cosby Show, oh shit, everything, okay. and. You could just look up like the uh, the covers, but mm-hmm. the people that they get that look like these people is ridiculous. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That is so hilarious. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a whole jump. They got Family Guy, oh, The God. Simpsons. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. Lord. But anyway, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> I was putting that in to say. People who have seen that may be, you know, Palin fans. They may be Palin supporters, just you know, because of that connection. But I just, I just don't any see any logical reason to there isn't support any. Palin. There is none. And then, not only that, but you take these irrational people that support Palin and add another layer of an irrational person to support named Donald Trump on that. Like of the of the mentally compromised 
Palin supporters, <laughs> there has to be some of them in there that says this. I don't want to support that guy though. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. It's such a joke. Like <laughs> I saw that shit and I was like, both of y'all are delusional and shit. Like super delusional. And that wasn't the only delusional thing that she did this week because she followed it up with some more craziness because she's Sarah Palin. Her son had a her son got arrested in Alaska for being intoxicated with a firearm and domestic violence. And it's Obama's fault. And she blamed that shit on Obama. What kind of shit? <laughs> like and <laughs> again, self-awareness just don't even know her at all, I guess, because what? <laughs> So your son does some fuck shit and it is the president's fault because what? Like, and she tried to blame it on, did her son serve in the military? I think he did. And she's trying to say he's got PTSD and it's Obama's fault because they don't take care of the veterans. And what's hilarious is veteran groups have been responding like, bitch, don't speak for us. <laughs> don't put us in this. <laughs> we, no, we do not agree with you. We ain't got nothing to do with this. Don't bring us into it. <laughs> I got PTSD and I ain't never hit no woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like your son got problems, but it ain't got shit to do with President Obama. Like that, you and what's so, she constantly does this? Like, she put her foot in her mouth all the time. She did that with uh Bristol in her daughter's name. You talking all of this yeah. shit about abstinence, and then your daughter end up pregnant shortly after you did this whole campaign about abstinence and da 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 da. Talking about how your kids are pure, pure my ass. <laughs> you did that, and now your son <laughs> doing all of this shit. Like, just be quiet and raise your kids. And be there for them and admit when they have problems and help them. Because, like, that's what happens when you're in denial about problems. They still exist. Like, they don't go away because you got denial. It's too late. Her kids are gone. Her kids are done. Because ain't Bristol got, like, two kids now? She didn't got pregnant more than once. Yep. The absence of shit obviously did not work, (laughs) ma'am. Sarah Palin's delusional, you know. She, (laughs) you know, that. Side of the world always talking about accountability and taking account of, you know, being accountable for your own action and responsible for what you do. When it relates to other people. Yeah, but <laughs> not when it relates to you. Anything that got to do with you, oh, I didn't do it. it I didn't say me. it. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. It was a misinterpretation. You or know. it's somebody else's fault. It's yeah. President it's, Obama. My son's not to blame for this. Obama is. <laughs> what? The last thing I got going on <laughs> is because uh, just the politics. I just. Uh, I don't like politics. I hate <laughs> politics, but I hate being inf- misinformed or uninformed more than I hate politics. <laughs> so in order to find a balance, I have to somewhat inform myself about politics. But there does get a point to where I'm just it's just I don't want to talk about it no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm tired of, especially the dummies. Like it's some politicians that I will talk about, but the dummies, the Trumps and the Palins, they can go to hell. <laughs> Next thing I got to talk about is Chelsea Handler. I don't know what else she's done. I don't know nothing about her. I seen her like I seen the her before, Chelsea but I don't Handler know show. <laughs> yeah, was she Chelsea lately? Was that what it was? No idea. <laughs> but she's doing a show called a documentary, a four part documentary, I think, called Racism. And you can go look at the trailer. It's going to come out on Netflix at some point. But it's just her going around talking to people of different culture, 
trying to seemingly be funny and address racism serious issues at the same time she's just going around being offensive like she normally do that's what chelsea does yeah she said it's like uh, no political correctness here you know like just saying whatever she want like in the preview it showed her asking a it was a you know an asian gentleman mm-hmm. of some asian descent he said my name is james and she was like how do you say your name from where you're from and he was like james <laughs> like that's if that's going to be the approach that you take in the show then that's that's not the right way to go and she asked what well, she asked al sharpton you know uh she asked al sharpton something about you know oh, do you get offended when like people talk about black people or chicken and watermelon he was like yes because i'm a vegetarian yeah like if she's gonna come into the show with her own stereotypes her own predisposition her own racisms this is just this is not gonna turn out well for her i don't care if al sharpton gonna co-sign on it <sighs> al sharpton ass <laughs> She, her whole career has been made up. She just likes to say things that are offensive that gets people talking about her, whether that's in a good way or a bad way. Like, that's her whole claim to fame. If you ever watch the show, I mean, that's all the fuck she did on the show. Like, she's the last person I feel like that should have been doing this documentary. I don't even know that this is a documentary that needs to be done. And if it's going to be done, she's the last person that needed to do it. Like, she she just is going to do this for laughs. Like, it's not going to yeah. be to actually get any answers. It's not going to be to find any solutions to these very real problems. It's going to be for her to get a laugh because that's what she does is attempt to get laughs through being offensive. Yeah. Like, that's all. So what do you think? What do you think is the way that we need to address that dialogue? Because right now in American society, like especially since President Obama been in office, it's been this understanding that we need to have this dialogue in the country. But how do we have it? I mean, you have and when it comes to race and culture and whether it be politically correct or whether people are being too, um, you know, sensitive or, mm. you know, people intentionally offending or, you know, where the responsibility lies like. Where? How do we have that dialogue? How do you feel we had a dialogue? That's a really great question. Does it need to be with comedy? And it do, I don't. I don't think Does it, it need needs to be on a panel be, that's just super formal. I don't think it needs to be with comedy because I feel like that it's that's too serious. It's too serious of an issue to be dealt with comedy, and I feel like people mm. won't take it seriously if you're making it into a joke. Right? Like I feel like it's going to be treated the way that it's presented, and it's going to be treated as a joke, and it's not. I really don't know, like, what the best approach is. First of all, admitting that it is still a problem. Because I hate when people be talking about post-racial America. Where? Where is it? Because I don't live there. This must be a different America because it's not where I'm at. It's post-racial because we can use the same water fountain <laughs> and stairs. <laughs> and we can get our food out the front Shit, of the restaurant, even the too. water. Look at Flint. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Nobody want to use the water fountain. Exactly. So, I hate when I hear... So, I think even just getting to a place where we... Everybody's willing to acknowledge that it's a problem and come together to figure out how we solve it because we still got people that feel like racism's not a thing or it's because we talk about race is the like Stacey Dash and her stupid ass yeah. argument of as long as we segregate ourselves this whole dialogue about President Obama being the reason that America is more racist because you know he's willing to talk about it and acknowledge it I just have a big problem with the dialogue that because you acknowledge something as existing 
is contributing to the problem. <laughs> like, no, it exists. The acknowledgement doesn't make it a problem. It's a problem because it exists. Exactly. And, and just because we haven't been willing to talk about it and we're willing to be quiet about it and we've been willing to keep it up under a closed lid does not mean that it was never and is not a problem. I mean, that that is the whole essence of a problem. Like, hell, even in counseling, like, it... The way counseling works <laughs> is that you acknowledge that there is a problem and then you work to fix that problem. But shit don't happen until you acknowledge that there's a problem. Yeah. It's like it's like they it's like everybody at the house, Uncle Jim Bob done put on his tinfoil hat and he's spinning around in circles in the living room and he been doing that for the last ten years. And somebody come into the house and say, Hey, that dude got on a tinfoil hat and he's spinning around and they tell you you the you problem. The problem. How dare you come in here and say exactly. something about Uncle Jim Bob? Like, what? How, you the reason that he's spinning around and he got on a hat? Because you said it. Why would you say it? You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it like. It makes exactly. no sense. It isn't a problem because it's being talked about. It's a problem because it's a problem. And it's going to continue to be a problem until we actually do something to resolve it. And pretending that it doesn't exist is not the solution at all. Like, it's just not. And in that scenario... And in America, I think the problem is that we don't want to be we don't want to have to acknowledge it yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And and the group of people who are saying this is post racial America or who are saying talking about it is the reason that it exists, you're just not willing to acknowledge that there's something that exists that makes you feel a certain type of way. Yeah. That you have to acknowledge and you have to work towards changing. Because and just like the Oscar Oscar So White, in this society we have to approach different cultures with intentionality. Yep. We have to have some level of intention in having a more diverse society. It's not going to happen organically. It's not going to happen naturally. It's not going to happen just because in our heads we want to have a more diverse place to live. Diversity has to be intentional. And unfortunately, that usually means that most of the attention has, intention has to come from the group that owns the situation yep it's going to have to come from white america if white america is willing to say that it is diverse and they're willing to say we're going to continue to be diverse then they have to be willing to intentionally make it diverse otherwise it's just going to wash out and be white for the rest of time and either if that's the case white america need to say we okay with it being white yeah acknowledge it own yeah to it yeah say i'm ready i just want it to be white then you know, because we don't want to put up the effort. Don't say it's diverse. Don't say it's post-racial. Don't say that, you know, everybody got more than they had in the past. Don't say those things because those things have to be maintained. Those things have to intentionally be implemented and they intentionally have to be maintained. So either you have to intentionally acknowledge them and maintain them or you have to say, I don't care about them. Yep. But you can't have both. You got to do one or the other. Yep. That's just how it is change happens when people do something about it like you cannot just say stuff needs to change and then not do anything that's not how that works yeah. or think that change has already happened and is here and you don't have to do anything to continuously Prove maintain to it to me that the change has happened like what give me some evidence exactly. to this fucking well, change pull, pull out the statistics thank you because the statistics will tell you that change ain't here yet hell no <laughs> use your eyes and you might you know what I'm saying? If like if if a Ku Klux Klan member or uh, the Black Panther Party leader that died in the 
40s or 50s came to the future today mm-hmm. and was alive it would look great to them <laughs> it would look amazing yeah which if you if they just use their eyes yeah you know but as soon as the black panther uh leader started going to try to plot for jobs <laughs> you know and, like damn it y'all got me <laughs> yeah they be like it's just subtle it's subtle these it's days they probably subtle. wouldn't recognize it as much but it's just more subtle yeah so it's you got to do it on purpose no accidents be deliberate about it yeah but that's pretty much it for deliberate nonsense that's all i got it's a long week man yeah anything <laughs> else on your mind just want to remind everybody to send in those letters and listen i'm gonna say this every week so send in the letters <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's get some letters please for our sake yes for our sake yep. help us out help yep. us help you help us even if it's just a letter uh, you know asking mr on point to stop sending me these cat videos <laughs> i'm behind that 100 percent if so. y'all knew how many cat videos she done got <laughs> and how many videos of dogs being just rude oh and my mean. god dogs i wouldn't say rude and mean i would say mischievous <laughs> mischievous and clumsy and unaware <laughs> Which is just as bad <laughs> because it can end up in the same thing. <laughs> it's been it's been hilarious. <laughs> you know what? I so at thirty one, I became allergic to cats, <laughs> and I love cats, but I became allergic to cats. But and seafood. <laughs> but I got some clients with cats, and I was playing with some cats, and it didn't do nothing to me. So I'm optimistic that I can have a cat one day. I don't know why you want that for your life. Because cats are great. Whatever. Very man. independent. All right. They don't need me. Okay. <laughs> I you need might them. well not have shit then. <laughs> that doesn't even acknowledge your existence. Why would you want that? You because want something that's gonna ignore you in your house. Like. See, ignore. That's where the that's where it comes. It's not ignore. We just have our own separate little thing going okay. on. I got my life going on, they got their life going <laughs> on. And you know, we interact upon necessity. And desire. That's it. Okay. I'm going to let you have that. You you enjoy that. I hope I develop an allergy to cats. <laughs> you can't even get away from Kingston if you wanted to. He's connected to you now. I, I said cats, not dogs. I'd be sad if I developed an allergy to dogs. I'm just saying. I'm saying like. Oh, no. I could never get away. Please. Kingston, I leave two seconds he in there barking and screaming that's like too much for me that like is life too much has for ended me. like it's just you think i was in there beating his ass the way he barks and screams and yells when i leave now i know i'm awesome but that level of needing me <laughs> is something that is not welcome in my situation he feeds my ego <laughs> we're, we're good okay <laughs> if, if you need your ego fed then i guess you got to, definitely got the right animal <laughs> Anyway, you got anything else on your mind? That's it. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.